0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is KeithStubbs.com. That's a fake background behind me, but I will say this. The stage at Wise Guys, uh, you'll be happy to know I made it bigger. Th- during this whole pandemic thing, I, I wallowed for about two days. I cried. I wept. I went to a deep, dark place, and then I snapped myself out of it, kind of. Not not entirely, because it, it does come and go, but uh, I have spent a lot of time at Wise Guys, for those of you who are interested. The stage is about 70% bigger than it was. That is a big stage. Because I said, you know what? We need a bigger stage. I should have done this when we first opened. And now we have a grand stage. And also I got the carpets cleaned. Ooh. So we are ready to reopen whenever we get the uh, do from the people. But in the meantime, I wanted to have on uh, on this Facebook Live, my good friend, Marcus. Marcus, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me on this. This is rad.
0: I'm glad to have you on, man. So, how are you holding up through all this? And let let's let people know. First of all, Marcus, great friend, hilarious, and the last show done before yeah. the big shutdown
1: was yeah. Marcus
0: right here at Wise Guys in downtown.
1: That's right. We were the we were the hundred hundred only social distancing. Don't touch anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were. We still thought we were going to keep going after that, and then got shut down the next day.
0: Yeah, I really thought it was going to continue. I I thought okay. You know, when I first heard about all this Corona stuff a few months ago, I was like, okay, well, that's not here. That's somewhere else. Right, right. And then it got closer and closer. And then I thought, no. And then they said, well, the capacity of the room where you're performing or a restaurant. Uh, yeah. Then they said, well, it's 100 people. And you're like, 100 people? And then it went to 10. And then then that was it. But you did do the last show. You and Guy yeah. Seidel yeah. killed it. You were heroes. <laughs> we, had, we had crowds for you. Yeah, we did. Suddenly, it showed- and then suddenly we shut her down, man.
1: Man, right. I, you know, it's, uh, I know that we, I know that wise guys tried, there was the streaming shows that they did and everything that were really cool. And, and, um, I'm just really proud of all of the, like the comics here in Salt Lake who have, I- I- even if they haven't been able to get on stages, they're still staying creative. They're still putting out content. You're doing this kind of thing, you know, allowing people to still kind of stay in their creative headspace. So I love that.
0: Are you doing anything as far as social media, other than what you did before? Are you, have you increased that at all?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I think for the first couple of weeks, um, it's been a thing like it's like we all got on and then everything got canceled. So the first week, all of us were like, hey, if you have if you want to Venmo me some money, here's my (laughs) comedy special. Right. We all did that. And then we Mm -hmm. were like, hey, the next week we're going to do this from my living room. Here's my Venmo. And so it was like we all tried to get paid for like two, three weeks. And then by the fourth week, it was all like, hey, what's the seventh picture in your in your phone book? Those are the first 12 bands that you saw on the <laughs> So I've been kind of waiting for the trends to die because that's that's really what it was. If it's not if it's not all of us doing the same eight things, it's people arguing about whether or not this is real or whether or not politics is are- <laughs> my whole thing is the minute this is over, right? 900... Comics with longer hair, mustaches, and about 15 extra pounds are going to hit the stage all with their COVID material. You guys hear about this quarantine? You guys, <laughs> you guys hear about this lockup? We couldn't get the toilet paper. We, we were using our t-shirts and hit the toilet. <laughs> That's the whole comedy world in about a month. So for me, I've been literally trying to like get above it and see like look here's ends and here's the stuff and here's what everybody's doing and here's all the white noise and then i have some things that i'm working on some little videos that i want to put out and it was kind of like i didn't want to get caught up in all of the nonsense and white noise and and now it's just everybody's just restless like like facebook is dead i mean i finished facebook i don't know if you finished it yet it's really if you get to the end there's a big old twist nothing happens um but i mean i finished everything i finished facebook instagram like Netflix is just like you want to watch this again I'm like nah I'm good we're fine I just want to go outside I want to I want to perform I want to travel again you know and I think it's just I think it's just a matter of time but um yeah just trying to outweigh the white noise and
0: it is interesting though because but it truly happened with me because when it first shut down it hit me from a creative standpoint but from a business standpoint yeah. It was like, oh no, is this what it feels like to go out of business? Because we've been doing this a long time, Marcus. You've been around for years, and so you've seen things evolve mm-hmm. with 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 everything here. And you know my family, so that yeah. this is all I got, man. This right. is it. This is I don't have the other stuff. I'm not uh, related to to um, whatever his name is, some millionaire, some Gates or anything. This is just me. So yeah. I started thinking, is this it? Is this how it's going to go down? Are we over? And then. I heard today, now, have you heard this at all, that the state of Ohio are saying, and I could be wrong, this could be rumors. I start rumors every time I do this, by the way. I heard that the governor of Ohio said that they're going to reopen everything, and they're going to trust people to use their judgment, and the people that don't want to go out, uh, don't go out yeah. until you feel comfortable, and the people that do still will. So what are you, what's your reaction to that? Because I'm sure, it seems to me there are some states that are hit harder. Yeah. obviously than right. others. what are your thoughts on it? you have thoughts on that at
1: all? Sure. um you know, I've been trying very much to to look at every side on this because um, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation. there's a lot of people that are scared and there's a lot of people that are looking for reasons. So look, first of all, people who know me, I've been this way for years. I wear masks on planes. I've worn them for years. I used to guy guy would give me crap every time I'd get on a plane, put on a mask, wash my hands, wipe my phone down. I mean, I'm that guy me and my wife have talked about this. We've been doing this for years. I be only because and people know me as a kind of a germaphobe, but only because as an impressionist and a singer, if I get little sniffles, I can't hit voices and I can't sing right. A sore throat messes up a job. And if we've got a busy month and we're traveling in December, I got to be careful because if we get sick, I could lose a lot of money. So I've always been careful and I've always been cautious. I've always washed my hands. I've, I, I cover my mouth when I cut. I, I think that, that all of this is just the world catching up with those of us who have already been, don't want to get sick. Um, I think there are limits. I'm also, by the way, not the crazy person who's like, I will not touch any. I'm going to the store. I'm not wearing a mask everywhere I go. I'm, I'm not. But at the same time, I haven't hugged my dad in two months. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. 75 and I don't. So I'm I'm trying to balance between sensible reactions and um continuing just the way I kind of lived. And I think once we get back to it and I think we'll be back up. Honestly, I've heard that, too. I know that some states, New York and places like that, it'll probably take them a few months. But I feel like Salt Lake and Utah and, and all of us around here, we're doing all right. Our curve is flattening. I think we'll be back up around May. Um, I think it'll be you'll start same thing. You'll see people getting worried to go out Um, and let them. But here's the other thing, and my, my wife made this point. She's like, you know what's going to happen is everybody's going to go out and everybody's immediately going to get sick. They're not going to get COVID, but they're all going to go out and immediately get a cold because nobody's been around each other for two months and our immune systems are shot. Yeah. So all of us are going to go out there and then we're going to panic because we're getting sick. Well, that's the thing is that we need to go outside. We need sunlight. We need fresh air. We need to be around people. We need to strengthen the herd a little bit. And I hope that people go out and and without just – you know, going out and licking toilet seats and and being gross, just be, be, you know, hygienic and live your life. And I feel like, you know, this is, this is a good warning system for something worse. And I'm glad it wasn't. And uh, I think, I think we're going to be back to normal soon. And I really hope that, that, and that's the thing, I will say this comics, if you're listening out there, stay sharp this is one of the biggest things I've seen so many people like, and I, I know that people are starting to take creative, but like, we need to stay in our performance headspace. Cause the minute this is over, things are going to open and people are going to need us to perform. And
0: mm-hmm. it's like,
1: we need to be on our game. And I know that we can't have a thousand comics. all hitting the stage with, with stage rust. You know, we got to be able to stay in our zone. So I've been just trying to stay in my headspace, knowing that like, if the call came tomorrow that some company was reopening and they were going to do a welcome back, I'm ready to go, you know? And I yeah. feel like that's where I'm, that's where I'm trying to live.
0: Well, I have perpetual stage rust, so I don't <laughs> think be anything different for me. Hey, we just got a question in. Do you think this is going to, I'll paraphrase it. Do you think this is going to thin the herd at all for stand up? Or do you think there will be uh, an increase in, uh, and you can, you can, you can give your opinion on that and your opinion on what should happen. Okay. Like whether or not you think it's going to happen. I don't know. And, and it, maybe it's the same, but. Um,
1: who knows? You know, there's been a lot of people who have been sitting around their houses and had a lot of time to think. And there may have been people who have been wanting to try comedy for the longest time and have never really had anything. And maybe they've been sitting around writing. And as soon as this is over, they want to talk about it. Um. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot of that. That's going to be interesting. Cause this is going to be one of those moments where like for us anyway, as comics, it's going to change the business because for the next year, everybody's going to be doing this material. All the yeah. Netflix specials are going to be about the quarantine and the COVID and getting locked down and, and different comics, the best of us will find the ways to use those um, stories and link us as humans through the experience. And then everyone else, the other 95% of comedy is going to go, sorry guys how about this quarantine, huh? Italy. What's going on over there? was the spaghetti change Just look, just stop. And just, I, I, I really would love for, for if, if this is going to have an influx, then bring something new to the stage because we've, we've all seen the memes. We, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be, covid jokes and tiger king impressions and carol baskin this is comedy for the next six months keith that's why i'm trying like to stay in my own lane and write for something that's gonna mean something in a year because this is gonna this came and went right this is gonna do that so i i think that yes you're gonna see an influx of people trying stuff you're gonna see a whole bunch of new jokes you might see some people who got up the courage and the gall in this time to go try comedy um but I do think that there is also going to be um, a lot of people who maybe don't come back when this is over because maybe they this was the you know, I think there's a lot of guys who hang on every week at the open mic just by a thread. And maybe this distance will give them time to maybe go, eh, I want to try something else. <laughs> <laughs> a there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think there's such a thing as quitting comedy. I think there's a thing of going, Maybe this isn't my thing.
0: Right. You know,
1: and, and, you know, because I mean, I can say that I haven't really um, done stand up, stand up comedy for a long time. Me and Guy have kind of focused on a music show, so we do a little stand up. But I would, I would say that I probably distance myself from that a little bit. I'm not the guy that's at open mic every week, but, um, but yeah, at the same time, I also have, have a few ideas. So I don't know. I just, (laughs) I I guess I'll try to see what everybody else is doing, stay in my own lane and then, and then hopefully just come back with, I don't know a take on it that's different than everybody else's, maybe because you got to. Mention- do you
0: think? Let, let me ask you this because I find you to be very, very funny, and also Guy is so funny, and together you guys put on an amazing show. But also individually, I think you're selling yourself short. In my this is my opinion, and it, you got to do what you got to do. But you are both selling yourself short by only doing. Right. your marcus and guy show that's just that's not to disparage what sure. you're doing but it's like you're really really funny and guy's really really funny and individually you can stand on your own and i miss that part yeah. of marcus and guy
1: yeah you know it's it's um to me i mean honestly it was really more like you know you mentioned I've been doing this a long time 15 15 years this year um wow. which is it's crazy i know 15 i had no idea it was that long 2005 really? Because I came in, I remember it. I can remember every, how it worked. Um, I was at I was working at K Bear as an yeah. intern, and comics kept coming in, and I would do bits and voices, and they would try to get me to come meet you, and I was really intimidated. And John Moyer finally got me to come meet you, and it yeah. was the old it was the old club and the old little office that was over where the kitchen ended up being in the West Valley, and um, and it was like a uh, Friday night or something, and John was performing, and. He, he got me to come by and I came in your office. I remember this and I walked in and you went, oh yeah, you're the voice guy from the radio. Do something. And I went, <laughs> okay. And so I did like a thing and you went, that's funny. If you come back Sunday, I'll give you three minutes. And I went, okay. So I came back Sunday and you gave me three minutes in front of Nick Tyson. And, yeah. uh, and then I got off stage and you went, that's really funny. If you come back Tuesday, I'll give you another three. Cause you used to be open. It was open every night. It was open like six days a week back there, five days a week. So I came back Tuesday and then Wednesday was open mic and I didn't leave. And then I was there for the weekend shows. And I think from that point on, I just was in wise guys every, every minute it was open. In fact, I remember one of my first experiences. And I tell people about this, about being ready. Um, and this this is just such a great Keith Stubbs memory. because um, it was just it was just what you did to make us ready. And I appreciated it so much. But we were sitting there, it was the Harlan Williams show, sold out every seat in the club, and there was about 20 of us standing in the back as we always did, because it was all just comics, just like barnacles hanging on the comedy boat trying to get five minutes. <laughs> and the Scatman song, skip it, came on, and the lights are going and skit the scat man, and we're <laughs> and you you did the announcement cuz it used to be by you did the lights over by the kitchen and mm-hmm. walked by to go do the ladies and gentlemen and you <laughs> walked by the back and you went you just looked at us all 15 20 of us standing there and you went Marcus go open ladies and gentlemen and i went okay i took my i'm taking my jacket off like let's go and i ran up there and did like 10 minutes and I remember what was so funny is I had no idea that I was going to do that. <laughs> Years later, when I ran into Harlan Williams, he went, you're the guy that came up and did the bit about the Star Wars. And he was doing, <laughs> was, that was, that was a little more Don Knotts than, but than, than Harlan, but he, <laughs> he remembered that night as much as I did, but for a different, just because he had remembered that night. And um, so to me, that was like, that was what was so great about this is 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 always being pushed, but, through that 15 years in, you know, it's kind of like, I, I looked at the business, and uh, there was a 1000 guys that could stand on a stage and fill it with, with comedy, and just like me, and, um and there's a lot of people, and as we all know, comedy subjective, and so I had put out comedy specials, and I put out all of this, and and it was like, after last comic, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but after last comic, like, I got beat up online so bad, Um, for doing impressions everybody said you're not a comic comics don't do impressions impressions are just like it's like a ventriloquist you're not even doing I mean I got beat up so when I got off when I got off that tour I said I'm not going to do voices anymore so the whole last comic standing tour I didn't do impressions Uh, for like three or four years after that I didn't do a single voice on on stage because I kept them I'll prove it I'm a stand up. I can do I can do five hours with anybody. I can stand on stage with any comic he throws at me. So it was a lot of like from my ego of just kind of proving how much comedy I could do. And then once I kind of got away from that, years and years later, I went, this is dumb. I have a skill that I don't use. You know, this is so stupid. I, I It's like it's like going, yeah, I'm good at something, but I'm not going to do it because people won't like it. And so I just went, that's dumb. Let's find a way to do this. And that's kind of what brought the music was instead of just doing the same traditional, Hey guys, what if Al Pacino was an ice cream man or, you know, (laughs) um, just trying to find different ways. And I, singing impressions was the way to go. And so once that show kind of started building um, it became something that not only was it different, but it was something we could do clean, which kind of got us into the corporate world, which is where most of our work comes from. Mm -hmm. And in those shows, we never really had a, an opportunity to do stand up because they hired us to do music. So when we do our Wise Guys shows, it's it's really our only opportunity to do stand up because honestly, we we have not we don't do public shows outside of Wise Guys. Nobody has hired us to do a public show outside of Wise Guys in five <sighs> years. Not one club. Um I mean we put out our comedy special, we put out this, we've had people that have, you know, we don't have an agent, we take care of our own booking, we don't take um and and most clubs um unless you're on Netflix or unless you're somebody, unless you're that, they're not, they don't care about your weekend. And so for us, we just kind of went, well, instead of trying to get into the improv and get into the laugh factory and, and, and do that same kind of thing, we'll focus on doing the corporate world because nobody's fighting us for those gigs. Um, and that's kind of where we ended up. And it, was, it wasn't by choice that we stopped doing stand up. It was just more like there wasn't a call for it. And we didn't have, you know, nobody was booking Marcus on his own or guy on his own. Um, for anywhere near what we were doing for ourselves and and we just never had an op you know a real opportunity to go do single gigs anymore so um but i i mean we still love the writing process of stand up and I still work on it and do it and i I feel like now we've kind of worked it into where we took a bunch of bits that used to be singular stand up bits and now they're transitions and segues in our show, and he'll mm-hmm. set me up for something and I can set him up for something um so we've we've kind of repurposed a lot of things, but I'm with you. I miss it. There's something about standing up there for an hour. You know, you're doing your hour. There's that, that was always fun, and and um, I'm not opposed to to writing another. You know, doing more comedy. I think Guy and I are always looking to push ourselves and see what we can do. But um, so well, I, mean, I think you should.
0: Let, let me ask you this. So last comic standing, I was around for a good chunk of that. I yeah. went To the performances yeah. in Las Vegas, <laughs> and right. you just absolutely killed it. So then after, because this is back to what you said earlier. So then after that, you're getting worked over by people because uh, because of the impression. So it was yeah. just like on social media, obviously, social media. Well, type of thing.
1: yeah, I mean, it was, it, we didn't really have, because I was on that show. God, it, this feels weird to say. Isn't it weird that was a dozen years ago? That is that 12, when it was? 2008. 2008. So it was 12 years ago. So right now in, in where are we at? April? April. Was the month we, I, this was the month that we were living in the house in in LA filming the weeks of stuff, and then we were off for May, and then it started at the end of May, and then ran for the summer, and then we caught back up with it at the end in August, right. which is when you kind of came down to Vegas and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was we, so we didn't really have like Twitter, and it was like, I mean, I used to have MySpace back then, you know, I mean, this was. Oh, wow. Instagram wasn't a big like I did I literally when this was on my MySpace page was going crazy that's how big this was I didn't have a Facebook page back in 2008 um, and Twitter was what it was I mean unless you were Ashton Kutcher you know you people didn't it wasn't the same kind of thing right. but there was a lot of comedy websites I don't know if you remember Shecky and like oh all yeah, of those, yeah, yeah all yeah. of those and they would just yeah. do these these articles every week about how terrible we all were um about what a terrible show it was and how you you know real comics weren't getting shots and all we were was a bunch of like i remember one article where they called me jeff die adam hunter and oh who was the other comic there was another comic all three comics who were nothing alike they called us a bunch of dane cook wannabes and none of us are the same comic let alone want to be like him so they were really mean and then the the message boards people would just get on on the NBC message board. And so I, I remember the very first episode and I was so excited because i mean I'm this guy that's like, I'm living in fixed income housing. My, I can't make my car payment. I'm just trying so hard to get along. And I'm on TV and people are just like, this guy sucks. Impressionists are terrible. I hope this guy dies. Like somebody actually said he hoped I died. And so I was just like, really, I mean, it didn't, it didn't eat at me, but over time hearing that it was one of those things that is a new comic. I kept thinking, well, you know, I get an opportunity to stand on stage at wise guys with giants. You know, I was doing weekends with Jim Norton and Bill Burr and, and, right. and I can't even think of all the crazy, insane names that I got to work with. Um, Dave Attell, Dave, Dave Attell uh, Jay Moore. Um, I mean, I did weekends with, with legends and then, so I kept in my head going. I need to show them I can do stand up too, right? Because every young comic, we all think that we're gonna go do a weekend with Bill Burr, and then he's gonna go. You want to go on the road with me? You gonna open up for me? And we're like, all right, you know, you like, but you like doing a comedy, bud? you know. So I, I'm like, that's how we all think, and so we perform like that. Oh, I did six shows. You know, we got we exchanged numbers. We're awesome. We're gonna be. Here. You know, and I don't know how many comics that I've exchanged numbers with. And they're like, dude, you want to do some road gigs? Absolutely. Never happens because they move mm-hmm. on. And it's it's not a, a personal thing. It's just how the business works. So I kept thinking, stay ready, be ready. Um, and then it was Jay Moore. We, we he was doing a weekend and and we were sitting in the room in the old green room, which oh, was my favorite room in the world. That <laughs> green room behind that that and I had so many conversations in that room And we were sitting back there and we were just doing voices. And, um, you know, I did like my Dane cook for him. Uh, I did a little bit of that. And I did some walking (laughs) with him and stuff. We started and he goes, what? Why don't you, what do you, why don't you do that? And I went, well, because, you know, I wanted to find an organic way to like do. He's like, what do you, it's funny. Shut up. Just go be funny. Right. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I guess that's true. I don't, I need. I should be, I should just go be funny. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was, it was then kind of rethinking, you know, the way to do it. I don't want to just cheapen this and I don't want to do it like everybody else. So, but it was, yeah, it was, man, it was just, it was a long time for me to really kind of, um, I guess, prove that, oh, oh, I can be a stand-up. I don't need the voices, you know, right. you know, and then I, you start thinking about that and you go, well, you know, does Jeff Dunham, think like you guys go hey I'll put the puppet down and show you guys I'm funny probably not right. He's busy building another helicopter so <laughs> I mean I you know what I mean like nobody <laughs> do your job I, I feel like a lot of people worry about what everybody else is doing and 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 that's one of the most dangerous things right like this guy's getting a special I got to get a special this guy's right, I know this right. guy and I've got friends I mean, look at Eliza right now. Eliza, who won last comic, I came in second to her. She has never stopped working since the day she won that show. She, people said, blah, blah, blah. She didn't deserve, and people Man. talked crap about that back then. And you know what? It never mattered, because all it was was a platform for all of us to do better things. And she's got, like, seven Netflix specials. She's in the Marky Mark movie. She's got her own sp- series on Netflix. good, for, you know, she's crushing it. And so you kind of have to go... I could look at that one of two ways and go, well, we came from the same place and she's got all these Netflix specials and I do blah, blah, blah. Or you go, well, I didn't try. I didn't move to LA. I didn't get an agent and go out on 700 auditions until I got my first gig. I didn't, I haven't done all that. I chose a different path and we did that path. And my path is something that I'm proud of. And I know that I can still do what I do and do it with the best of anybody, but you can't be concerned about what other people, your peers or anybody else is doing. Cause it, I think it blocks you from doing what you want to do. And do,
0: do you ever, do you ever look back and think, man, just not, I'm not saying deep regrets and, and maybe there are <laughs> deep regrets, but you ever look back and think, man, I, I, maybe I should have, or what would have happened if I had moved down to LA and danced the dance for a while, just to see mm. what would have happened. Because you yeah. were encouraged by a lot of people that I spoke to yeah. that said, I would say, well, what about Marcus? I'd bring up Marcus, to these different agents. I go, is he down here? Where is he? Why yeah. isn't he down here? And I would tell you that, but it just wasn't what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it just LA. I, like, I just, I never felt. Um, to be a hundred percent honest, if we're being honest, I always kind of felt like a visitor when it got to be that level. Right. Like I always felt like, even with Last Comic, I was like, this is a fun thing that I get to do. This is a fun thing I get to be a part of. But I never felt like I'm LA, right? Like when we would go to the laugh factory, I was always kind of in the corner. Like I was never like, this is my town. And this is I never felt a hundred percent comfortable. Um and I guess it was just always like I I mean, honestly, I I feel like I've always felt kind of like a like a guest in the green room, even when it's my green room. I've always kind of maintained that mentality, um, only because You know, I guess, I guess because, you know, those little moments of greatness in comedy kind of come by, right? Right. You can one Friday, Saturday, you're on stage and you're doing six shows with Bill Burr, your hero, and you're having conversations. You're driving him around. You're going to breakfast. And then the next day he goes back and you're just you again and you're just living your life back here. And so it's a, it's real big ups and downs about like, cause I don't know that there's a, there's a lot of that in other businesses. There's not like a business where it's like, I'm an actor that's, that's, you know, I've done local plays, but then this weekend I'm going to go do a thing with Tom Cruise and then just back to local plays next week. Right. Nice. We, we're closer. Um. So to me, I just, I, I always kind of felt like that's what other people do. Right. LA is what other people do. And, and to be fair, like I, I always had so many different things I wanted to try that I always appreciated what you did and giving me time to work on these things, because um, I felt like um, there was a lot of pieces that I had, but there was uh, there was something bigger that I needed to put together. And so I didn't want to go out there and just pieces. So I I like, I guess I like presenting um, the idea kind of like the music show, right? I didn't want to go out there with like two bits and go get it. See, this is all I can do at the laugh factory. I wanted to go out there and present them. Here's a show. This is something that's done. We are, you know, and again, I mean, like it's, I don't know that I have that mentality too, because I know a lot of those people, they go out there and they get on, they go after audition, after audition, after audition, they're always this. And, and they're performing at the laugh factory and they're on, they're on that thing. But then like, you know, you know, Dave Chappelle shows up and he get, and and now that's fine. You were here. Good for you. But Dave Chappelle showed up or Adam Sandler's here, Right. right? There's always, there's always going to be these people up here. Right. And and in towns like that, they're very prominent and they, they just drop in, they can just show up. And you're always kind of reminded, Oh, I'm still down here. Right. Or I'm, I'm, I'm friends with, but I'm still here. Right. Like I can be buddies with all these guys, but I'm still this guy. So to me, I was like, look, I'm just going to take advantage of having a local club that gives time to locals and I'm gonna develop myself to the to the very limits of what I'm capable of. And then that way, if the world, if and when the world comes knocking, um, we're ready. And now that's kind of what we do is when we show up and we do events and people are going, this is amazing. What is this? Where's this been? And I go, well, you know, I don't know. And also the, the the other thing is, is with the music show and we've been focusing on it for so long, it was one of those things where like every time we tried to sell it to anybody, every time we tried to pitch it to anybody, um, they were like, well, what about the copyrights? And what about this? We can't actually, I, we can't air this. I mean, you guys are making fun of music, but it's other people's music. So we ended up just taking the, the years and just making our own comedy special and, 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 you know, kind of doing that. And so it's, it's always kind of been on my own because I've, I've had a lot of people that asked me to do stuff. And that's what L.A. was for me. It was like people going, you know what? If you had this, it would be awesome. Oh, okay. So go at, so, uh, so instead of an idea, go make a show. Okay, so I go make a ghost show. And they go, that's really good. Thanks. Oh, so the, I made yeah. it for two years. I put a, I put a bunch of money in. Is it not? Oh, okay. Um, you know, or you make a special. Or you make this. And they go, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So it's been a wow. lot of that. Um, you know, you focus on something for two or three years. You know, I, I worked on the paranormal show for for quite a few years. And I pitched that to multiple uh, uh, networks. Um, and that process is six months, you know, you're there and then you go, you talk to them again, you talk to them again. And then six months after you're done, they go, eh, the, 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 the climate has changed. So you move on to something else. So every time you have something that you really invest yourself in, it's six months to a year of your life that takes up that kind of process of creativity. Mm -hmm. So, um, Yeah, even with the even the comedy special was seven months of our life. And then, you know, everything's kind of that way. And then you then you edit for three more months and then you promote it for a couple months. And then and and then you're like, okay, well, now what? And then you then you use it for the next two years. So it's always this ongoing process of of time. And and I don't know, I I feel like I've just had a lot of opportunities to try things here that I wouldn't have had in L.A., and uh who knows what would have been different who knows maybe i would have been an actor but i don't know if i would have wanted that i really don't i don't i've never felt like man i boy i i should have been an avenger i never felt that way i <laughs> you know what i mean like I, what would i've been i don't know i mean i've had friends that like i've got <laughs> friends that have had six or seven series yeah. on tv and then yeah. but you know you weren't on game of thrones so who cares or you're not you know you gotta yeah. be on like five shows to be for it to matter. Everything else is noise. And I, there, they're doing Zoom videos just that like that. Yeah. I mean, there's people <laughs> that are, that's where I'm at now. It's like, it doesn't matter anymore, right? There's people that are famous, like famous, famous. Millionaire, Hollywood, famous. They've been on shows for 10 seasons and I've never heard of them. I've never heard of their show. I don't know who these people are. There are Netflix comics, seven specials in, you know, their fam- they are on, they got series. I don't know who they are. And I'm in the business I've never. So to me, I feel like there's just so many other ways to, to make your way in this business. And for us, nobody's fighting our fighting us in the corporate world. And, and that's really, to me, where I like to, to stay because there's, there's not a lot of people in the pool and, you know, we're a tax write off. So
0: now, and you guys, you guys have a definitely have a unique show. But so at, at some point you said, you know, I'm going to do this on my own terms. But for a while, you did play the game. You, you tried. You did last comic that went really well for you. You were runner up, right? And that what yes. you were R- runner. I and mean, that's huge. And then and then but then you, it was like, well, you need to play this game. And I think you tried for a while to, to accommodate, but it was a struggle. But now you're doing your own thing and you feel are you fulfilled? You feel like this is it. You're good.
1: <laughs> I mean, is anybody ever fulfilled? I, right. I honestly, I mean, you, you, I love what we do. Oh, yeah? I'm very, um, I'm very happy uh, with the way that our career is going. And I, and I feel like this is a good, um, a good lane for us to be in. What? But the block captain or whatever. I can hear, I can hear other people. Can you hear that too? <laughs> yeah. I can hear voices. Oh, I can okay. hear you, Alex.
0: <laughs>
1: People are going to go, what is that? P- Wait, this is technical difficulties. I can hear him. We're on his screen. It's all lit up. Um, so uh, anyway, point is, um, I feel like I'm always going to try new things. I feel like there's a million things I want to do. I mean, I I've had a great time directing projects, video projects. I directed our comedy special. I produced mm-hmm. that. I love be- being behind the scenes. I love the editing and making process. Um, you know, um, I, I talked to you about this and I've talked to a few people, my goal with trying to build a clean comedy, corporate comedy agency here in our state and nationally even, um, because I think that there's a lot of benefits for people who want to work clean, people who want to focus entirely on that world. Um, and, you know, giving people an opportunity. Um, in addition to that, while this has been down, I've been learning other skills. I've been, you know, <laughs> trying to work for my buddy's company. Uh, Cause I, you know, there's, there's, um, this has proven to me that nothing is, nothing is a given, right? Just because they're stages doesn't mean we're going to be allowed to be on them. And so um, I kind of want to be as, 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 as good as as many things as I can be um, and as skilled as as many things as I can be. So if somebody comes knocking and needs me to be the performer, that's great. If they need me behind the, the, the camera, that's great. If they need me to, to, to write or direct. I do coaching. I help people, um, yeah. with projects and stuff like that. So when people need, um, you know, people are doing Ted talks, uh, I'm helping a buddy with a one man show right now. I'm helping him write when people are doing presentations. Um, I can come in and help them write. And I love that process. So for me, as long as I'm creative and as long as I'm, I'm helping other people be creative, I'm fulfilled. Because, you know, I think the minute I stop being creative in any field, that's when I won't be. But even now with not having a show and, and sometimes we go through that where it's like, you know, we'll have a drought where you don't have a show for three or four months. And even inside that, I try to never lose that sense of kind of creativity.
0: Um, who, when did you start doing impressions? Like, was it were you a little kid doing them or were you? Kid's... And,
1: yeah, really? Yeah. Well, because I always had like an OCD for when I would do something, I would have to do it right. So, you know, if I was going to do Bullwinkle or Popeye or one of the, you know, the lines from when I was a kid rock, I would have to do the words. <laughs> and so I would, hi ho Kermit. I would always try to do, you know, little kid voices and yeah, you know, and anything like, I guess basically <laughs> anything that Uncle Joey did. Right. On right. Full House, I could, I would Coolier. try to, and I, yeah, yeah. So, and I would do Reagan and, and Cosby and and different things, you know, Shatner and all the things, you know, the classic <laughs> stock impressions that people learned um but then it was like once I kind of got into being a teenager I realized and and there's something anybody can do if you can do 10 you can do 20 and if you can do 20 you can do 100 because they're just adjustments so um over time it was just a matter of of learning kind of how to master the craft of it and then understanding your nose and your head and and your chest and your throat. And and once you do that, you can pretty much do any impression because it's all just a matter of pushing sound out. So um, it was, I, I, I did it for years and years without understanding the science of it. And then I kind of, once I, I had to kind of understand where people sang from and where voices were projected differently. Cause people, you know, it's not all the same. It's not just, ah, and you're singing some, you know, some people are in the heads. And then other people are, you know, all your nose, right? So you, you start realizing where you're pushing sounds out of, and then it, it makes it so you can do a whole bunch more. And that really opened up my ability to do, you know, and, and listen to other people and try to try to just expand. I mean, even right now, there's impressions that I'm trying to nail, that I'm trying to get down, trying to learn. Um, are they
0: musical or are
1: whole, they uh, whole spoken? Like I've been, I've been really um, uh, trying to work on, on like a Robert Downey Jr. You know, lately. And I've been working on a whole bunch of new ones, like new, new speaking ones and new singing ones, because there's, I mean, we've got so many voices that we don't even use. There's so many capabilities, or right. possibilities out there. So. How's the Robert Downey Jr. Pushing. Coming? So I just love trying How, to see it. How's Robert Downey Jr. Coming? Um, It's, it's hard because he's a, he, he's guys, he's back, you know, he's, it's nasally, but it's, 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 it's arrogant and nasally. So it's, it's this combination. You, you listen to him and uh you can start getting into it. You know, he, it's, it's, it's not quite, you know, so you'll start applying layers. That's how I learned right. to do voices. Now you'll go, okay, well, I got nasally, but that's too high. So I need to bring it down. And then you'll start, you know, and until you can access it, Instantly, which is what i I call a a done impression right, right like walking away instantly you know how to get there. It's not hard if you know what a voice comes from so you know once you start doing that it's it, you know you can yeah there's there's a there's a there's just a there's a lot out there you know do you
0: have like a favorite the, like one that you do that maybe it's not like uh as well received maybe as you'd like it to be, but it's one that you're like I love this. This is like my favorite.
1: Man, there's so, there's a lot. Cause there's a lot that I do that I don't, like me and my wife, we'll just, we're always doing like these Italian characters to each other, you know, or we just kind <laughs> of start doing these little gangsters. And it's really funny, you know, just around the house. We <laughs> what do we have then and night, you know, I like doing that. That kind of stuff is crazy. Um, little characters. Um, I love, um, I do, uh, I slide into McConaughey from time to time because that's. Yeah. True. When you think about something, because most people do like, all right, I'll, up here, but he's uh, he's down here, you know. I was thinking about, like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about high school, you know, uh, Texas high school football. Man, We've got, like, got some good people coming in. Changes like this year. So. Texas
0: high school football. Yeah, he's got
1: that little. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like the little details that you that, that make a you know make an impression really fun Vince Vaughn that's another fun one I enjoy Vince he's very fun you know what I mean it's very good to do it's fun um but you know Mark Wahlberg I enjoy that too I do him quite a bit I'm always sitting around the house what are you doing just sitting around working out trying to get big every morning working out I'm five foot four but my biceps are five six um so you know just just learning. Learning. I like cartoon voices to, you know, Rick and Morty and metal, all ones that I don't really do on stage that I just, you know, like doing around the house. And I, I mean, yeah, I, whatever strikes me. Um, I'll tell
0: you, man, I, I love, I've always loved impressions. Even when I was a young feller, which I'm older than you substantially, but I, I remember watching Rich Little and these guys okay. and, and uh, Frank Gorshin Oh, and- Frank. He- yeah, they were great. And but I don't know if you know this or not. When I first started dabbling in stand-up comedy as a young fella, I did impressions. And I don't know. I, I know a lot of comics that kind of start there. Mm-hmm. But I was. I didn't. Wasn't any good. But that's all I did. I went up and did. I did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing when I was a freshman at BYU. There was a. I was broke, right? And they had this talent contest. And for like 150 bucks and they had like piano players and singers and all that kind of stuff. And I went up and did my impressions and I went up and did my uh, I did Nixon. I did Muhammad Ali and I did uh, Howard Cosell and uh, I got second place. Now I haven't done them. I haven't done them since, but I was like, I thought, you know, I think a lot of people think they can do them, but I listened to you and I realized not everyone can do them. You can do them, but I can't do them. But I did try. I did give it a shot.
1: I honestly think, I, I honestly believe that if given the time I could teach anybody how to do impressions, I think honestly, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that it's like anything. It's like juggling or ventriloquism, right? it, it. it. Everybody can kind of talk with their mouth closed, you know, a little bit. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm a ventriloquist. <laughs> Look at me. My mouth's not open. But you're not a ventriloquist, right? Everybody can maybe do this with an orange or something, but you're not a juggler. When you're a juggler is when you can do this with an axe and nine things and you're bouncing. And that's juggling because you right. you went past the initial thing. And that's what it was, was I wanted to push past, you know, the De Niros, How you doing? Uh, how are you? You know, yeah. <laughs> De Niro's an easy one. All you got to do, I'll teach you. Anybody who's watching, De Niro, okay. this is how you do De Niro. You just do uh, like Italian, eh? but then you make shaving faces. Eh, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you? I'm shaving. Look at my face. Mm-hmm. I'm shaving. I don't have whiskers now. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> you know? It's, um, I don't think it's that
0: easy. I think I think you're nailing it. It's not that
1: easy for me, anyway. Here, here, there's other ones. This is an easy one, like Jack Sparrow, because everyone does. Everyone loves Jack Sparrow. It's a fun impression to do, and that's just layers, right? So you take an Englishman, a basic Englishman, one that's not quite. You know, you don't want to go too cockney. You don't want to go all the way down here, mate. You don't want to go all the way across the frog and toad, all the way like snatch or something like that. You want to pull it, back. and you don't want to go too proper, right? You don't want to go all the way up here, just a kind of run of the mill, right in the middle, kind of a thing, and then you make it a little drunk. Make it a little sloppy, so it's a little slow. And then the hands are important. So this is a good one. Now you just pretend that there's virus everywhere, and you don't want to touch anything. No, it's, oh, <laughs> look at over there. Oh, it's it's so filthy. Where's the Lysol? Right, oh, it's all just that. So it's just a combination of three or four things. It's easy. <laughs> i'm telling you it it, like for instance take that take that english accent everybody can do a basic standard you know even if it's not great you can do one that's kind of right in the middle but if you take that same accent and you just do it out of the front of your mouth so it's not really you're not really changing anything you're just pushing it out of your lips it's the same exact accent but it's coming out of your lips it becomes irish (laughs) and if you take that same exact accent you push it all the way at the back of your throat right (laughs) like back here then you get like northern you get Scottish, right? but it's only because it's back in your throat. Now, if you bring that same English accent right to the middle of your mouth, and now you just make everything round. So all of your vowels and all of your words have a bit of a realness to them. Now it's Australian, mate, because what we've done is we've just taken it. We just make it a little bit circular, right? Everything's got a bit of a realness to it. And that's all it is. It's just a matter of taking all these little things and just applying little shapes and little designs in your head to it. And that's really what you're doing. So... Sure. Yeah, it's just a man. And then and then once you do that, you know, you can take English, right? And then if you've got English, then all of a sudden, you know, you can go like, you know, make it bigger. Make it like Ricky Gervais English, right? (laughs) What are we doing? I'm kidding. I'm never gonna do it again. Um (laughs) or you can, you know, make it a little more Jason Statham. What are you doing? I'm here to drive cars and look good in suits. That's what I'm doing, right? You can make it a little more expositional, make it a Sir Ian McKellen or something grander, you know, or if you want to really make it spicy, you could do something like a Jeremy Irons, right, over the top with a bunch of dripping zeal, and wonderful <laughs> drama, you know, and get it really dripping. With the... But that's the thing is it's just applying little extra touches and how far do you want to go? Same thing with singing. It's people don't want to sing because everybody wants to sing this loud and no one wants to sing out loud, right? You have to you have to explore. You have to you have to be loud and you have to try things that are silly and over the top and be willing to make yourself look stupid sometimes to to get to the end point. But yeah, it's Well,
0: my my favorite, my favorite impression that you do, as you may recall, is Jack Black. When you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I know you dig it. I know you dig in the jack. And I love it. I love it. Tenacious Keith. <laughs> oh, rockin' for you. I'm going to get back on a wise guys and laugh at my goo. I love it. <laughs> and Keith Stubbs rockin' to the party. Come on. ho! Oh, I love him. He's, he's a bit of an explosion. Super explosivo. So yeah, he's, he's fun but again it's just just insanity right it's, it's fun i i love doing them and that's one of the reasons why like i guess i wanted to kind of invent this show is just so it we had a place where every voice had a home so no matter how silly it was or no matter how out of nowhere it was we could find a way to use any voice um you know, and and so it's yeah. Even 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 by accident, we've had ones just creep in sometimes. and We'll just I can find a way to to do it.
0: Let, let me ask you a question. So when this whole thing went down last month with the virus and everything, uh, you guys lost a substantial amount of work. How do people get a hold of you? Um, these these corporate people that are looking because you're right. People are going to be looking for. Let's get back together. Right. Let's make everyone happy. There's a everyone. There's a lot of trauma, a lot of sadness, a lot of uncertainty out there. We all know. <laughs> So yeah. how do people get a hold of you guys to book you for their events?
1: Uh, Marcusandguy.com. If you go to Marcusandguy.com, there's, um, you can contact us from there. Our, our, our whole uh, comedy special is hosted on there. You can go on there, and, or you can just watch the trailer if you're curious about what we do. Um, there's a whole bunch of scenes and deleted scenes and clips and links to everything we do, all of our podcasts and all of our social media is there. So any, anything you need to do, you can go to Marcusandguy.com.
0: And if that doesn't work for you, you can always go to wiseguyscomedy.com and then email my wife gets emails because she uh, responds properly. She's not <laughs> she's not terse like I can do. And uh, and then we'll send we'll send it your way for sure. So yeah. and then Marcus, we're going to open soon. I'm going to challenge you, Marcus and Guy. If Guy gets wind of what we're doing here, I, I would love for you guys to. Uh, I-, I think you should continue. And, and and do more stand up just on your own. And it's not to once not to diminish at all what you're doing musically with the Marcus and Guy show. But I would love I would love to see you on stage again, just doing your thing uh, the way you did before. And, and not to not to take away from what you're doing otherwise. But I think I, I would it.
1: love it. To be honest, I think it'd be I think it'd be a fun challenge to do a to do a stand up night. And I think it'd be fun to do kind of like an off night where we just get up on stage and just do just do stand up. Um, definitely easier. Uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, challenge accepted. I'd be fine. Well, we're going
0: to, we're going to get back open before, you know, it. it's all going to work out, right? Everything's going to work out. It's going to
1: believe that I totally do. And I think people need to as well. I think that, that as, as with most things, when, when there is a tragedy or people are scared, the number one thing people turn to first is comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday night live was the first thing that came up after nine eleven. um, People wanted to start laughing again. People wanted to start being able to do this. I think when there's, you know, we are always the satirists. We are always the ones who try to get a little bit lighter um, energy focused on to certain things. And so, people are going to need to hear us joke about this. And people are going to need to know that it's okay to laugh again. So, um, I can't be one of the people. I can't wait to be one of the people to get up there and help them do it.
0: We're going to love having you again, man. Uh, Marcus, thanks again for taking the time. You're a good friend i really do appreciate you doing this i I did i hesitated to ask because i didn't know i don't know where everyone is mentally. some people are like you know i don't want to talk about anything right now and i understand i do understand that some people are like man i i can't even go there yeah total no problem at all but thank you so much for doing this can't wait to see you again yeah um and do it again if you
1: you got anything else you want to do let's do it i you know we want i saw some of the guys playing games and stuff Count me in. I'm, I love this stuff.
0: Oh, I would. I would love to have you on there. So thanks Enjoy. so much. Thanks so much. Say hello to Danny for me. I will. And uh, and give your dad a hug whenever you can. As That's soon good. as I can. You got it. I know. I know. Thank you, man. Appreciate Kay. it.
1: We'll Thank see you. Bye.